0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Welcome to the mystery to me podcast. I'm Anya Kane
2: and I'm Kevin Greenlee,
1: and we love movies and television shows with a whiff of mystery. Mystery to Me will feature us riffing on murder mysteries, film noir, cozy detective stories, police procedurals, psychological thrillers, legal dramas, tales of teen sleuths, and more.
2: Once we're done yucking it up about whatever we've just seen, we'll serve up our five-star final takes on whether it's worth your time.
1: If you're offended by silliness, profanity, political asides, canine-related interruptions, and losers laughing at their own bad jokes, beware. Also note that some of the stories we'll be talking about are pretty dark, and in some cases, exceptionally badly written. So content warning for murder, violence, suicide, torture, rape, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry.
2: If there's a movie or show you'd like for us to talk about, email us at podcast at gmail.com. Our show's take on genre is pretty loosey-goosey. So as long as your suggestion has some dash of mystery, we're interested in hearing about it.
1: Spoiler alert, we're gonna be discussing the entirety of this show or movie, spoilers and all. So if you wanna be surprised, press pause, go watch the thing, then join us for the show. Now that you've heard our spiel, go ahead and polish off those magnifying glasses and slip into your favorite trench coat. Let's get mysterious.
2: So Anya, what did we watch?
1: We just watched the film *Looper*, a 2012 uh, sci-fi action thriller, time travel film from director Ryan Johnson.
2: He wrote and directed it. Uh, of course, he's r- wrote and directed many a film.
1: Many a film, yeah.
2: The Last Jedi, Knives Out,
1: among others. <laughs> uh, we watched *The Brothers Bloom* before together. Yes, I, I like that one. This one I had more mixed feelings about. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie.
2: Well, let's get into it. Let's
1: get into it. So it's like an apocalyptic or, you know, semi-apocalyptic future where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a young hitman. And his job is pretty super easy. He just, you know, a guy will appear from the future, get zapped into his time, and he'll shoot him. And it's because the bad guys in the future want to get rid of bodies easily and they just send people they want to kill back in time. And then they have these guys called loopers, shoot them, get rid of them. No, no fuss, no muss. And so that's his job. But unfortunately, everyone who signs up for this job eventually has to kill themselves, you know, to close the loose ends, close the loop, if you will. But some kill, kill the
2: future version of themselves. Kill the future
1: version of themselves. But they're kind of like, well, we'll just leave a you know hedonistic lifestyle for 30 years. and then So it
2: would be like you killing an Anya in her late 50s. Right. So I'm curious. What do you think an Anya in her late 50s would be like?
1: Very sophisticated, very elegant. Still very, have a youthful sort of beauty, obviously. <laughs> a graceful... <laughs> What do you yeah, and you this I've i stolen your joke because you can't make fun of me because if you say anything else I'll just get insulted.
2: Well I admire <laughs> your uh cold eyed and honest appraisal of your future self.
1: Well, what would you so do that, to you know, la, la, la. So now what now would
2: now, now since now since What do you think? Now, since, no, wait, now no. since now since, now <laughs> since since you did such a good job appraising yourself. Yeah. What do you think uh, Kevin in his late 50s would be like? (laughs)
1: Kevin with a, what about Kevin at age censored?
2: (laughs) So what do you think Kevin 30 years from now would be like?
1: Oh, it's going to be rough. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure you'll be, have your boyish charm still.
2: So you think I'll still be uh, alive and kicking (laughs) and full of vim and vinegar?
1: Kevin, I say this with all seriousness. You fucking better be. <laughs> oh, you,
2: you see that if like you a get, threat. If You
1: loop yourself right now. I'm gonna be really pissed off.
2: So if if I'm not alive 30 years from now,
1: I'll send you back in time and I'll yell at you.
2: I'm not gonna. That doesn't make any
1: sense. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: <is this> <laughs> they had some good stuff about it. I'm not gonna lie. I like that ending. <laughs>
2: I I I think uh, the ending is what sold the movie for me. It
1: really it was but a we're, mixed we're, bag.
2: But we're we're getting way way ahead of Ryan ourselves. Ryan
1: Johnson went to the future and sent us back a mixed bag of goods with this one.
2: So continue.
1: So well, uh, you know, and it and the the beginning of the movie, I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, you know, it's kind of like. You're, you know that, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's future self is is Bruce Willis. He's going to get sent back. He's going to have to kill him, but uh-oh, he doesn't, so what's going to happen next? And so, you're you know, in, like, the beginning of the movie feels very revved up. You're kind of, you're seeing this really shitty future where there's a lot of people. It's, like, obviously a lot of inequality. I thought it was a very creative dystopia. I liked it. It's, like, these big cities that are falling apart and then like all this farmland around and I'm like, yeah, I can fuck with this. This is good. And I love the all the like the you know, the gang dynamics and they're doing all, you know, like the, they're led by a guy who is like sent from the future to lead them. I like it. I li- and the, you know, everyone always parties after they're uh, you know, you know, get, get looped out and then you know, they sent they kill their future self and then they get a bunch of gold and they can live on that forever. And you know, uh, the part where you know one you see what happens when a, a looper doesn't kill their future self. like uh, Paul Dano lets himself go and you know, then they start chopping off his like nose and like his hands and it's a really creepy scene where the older guy is like running away and like he's losing bits of himself and it's like really ominous. So you're seeing the how serious that the gang takes this whole setup. And yeah, a lot of momentum. What's going to happen? And Yeah. Take it away, Kevin.
2: What happens is that uh, Bruce Willis comes from the future into the past. He's a little bit late. He doesn't show up at the very moment he's supposed to. His face is not hooded, and he is not bound. And he gets away. He's not killed by the younger version of himself.
1: And then it's like you see a few different versions of what could happen. One in, you know, uh, I think this is where it started to lose me a bit. So you see a few different versions of what could happen. One in which Joseph Gordon-Levitt basically falls off a fire escape. And one in which uh, he kills the guy. And then goes on to live his life. And you see him, he goes, he becomes a more intensive hitman than he once was based on his addiction to drugs, which are like eye drops. Uh, and then he gets married to a nice lady and, and then, Oh, then he's taken to be killed in the past. Right? Yes. I'm, I'm not making any mistakes. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> and then they have a long conversation in a diner that I really liked where they're talking about, you know, different stuff I guess maybe this is just my own stupid, you know, lack of artistic sensibility. I kind of thought it would be like they'd be working together to, like, do stuff.
2: So you were hoping it'd be a buddy picture?
1: I thought it would be something more like that.
2: They'd become friends.
1: Yeah, they'd become (laughs)
2: bros. (laughs) The younger version. Maybe learns a thing or two from the older version of himself. Uh, I can't
1: believe you used to do this. (laughs)
2: Maybe the older version becomes a bit of a father figure.
1: I don't know what I. It sounds stupid, but that's sort of what I was <laughs> expecting.
2: Is that what you were hoping?
1: Well, I kind of felt like the what we got was sort of, it was, a bit more relentlessly grim than I thought it was going to be. So maybe, maybe if I'd been in the in the mindset for that, I would have been like, yeah, give me some grim stuff, but. You know, then it turned into this, other oh, there's a weird kid involved. But, I mean, again, that that fucking ending, that's a good ending. I actually teared up. I say all this, I'm being very critical. I teared up at the end. So it's not like it didn't have any merit as far as I was concerned. Maybe my expectations were just too uh, muddled by, you know, what I would think would happen as opposed to what did happen.
2: So you had like kind of like a different movie in your head, something
1: a little bit more fun, maybe because I also I, I watched *Knives Out*, I watched *The Brothers Bloom*, and those those both have a like a pretty a very strong sense of humor to them, and this one ha- certainly had some fun moments, but much less so. It's Much more dark. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. So I I think I also was thrown by that a little bit.
2: Well, let me ask you this. What if the Anya... Oh, no. No, no, no. Obviously, we don't know about hypothetical Anyas from the future. Let's say the Anya of 2022 goes back in time and hangs out with, say, uh, college Anya. Do you think the two Not of you... Not that
1: long ago. <laughs>
2: Do you think the two of you would be friends? Do you think you'd be yelling at college on you, Do you think you would teach her a valuable thing or two?
1: I think I would teach her a valuable thing or two. <laughs> I don't think I'd be yelling at her. I think
2: you'd be yelling at
1: her. She has a lot on her plate. <laughs> and you know what? If I start yelling, she might just explode. <laughs> what about you? If you went back to college, Kevin?
2: Uh, I, I think it'd be very much like this picture. you try think... to
1: kill yourself. yeah you you would be college Kevin would be waiting to kill today's Kevin even though he's not a looper and he's not an assassin you, You'd just go back there and he'd somehow have a gun and would try to kill you. Is that what you're uh, telling me? I'm saying I don't think
2: the young version of Kevin and the old version of Kevin or the more recent version of Kevin
1: <laughs> PC
2: language. I don't think it's gonna be a buddy picture where it's uh, like Hope and Crosby we trade quips. I, di-
1: I didn't say I wanted that. Also, my question is why what do you what's your for okay, what's your gripe with young Kevin and what's young Kevin's gripe with today's Kevin?
2: <laughs> what what are the, what's the
1: feud? What what are the points of difference? Uh
2: college Kevin made a decision about his romantic life that I I think uh, probably wasn't best for college Kevin.
1: Okay. (laughs) And what does college Kevin have against you?
2: Uh, I'm sure young Kevin would have nothing but admiration and respect.
1: I don't. (laughs) Jesus. I think I I mean, I'd just be like, stop drinking so much. You're going to turn into an alcoholic Young, to me? No, to young not, Kevin? No, to young Anya, and young Anya would be like, I don't know if she'd be in a place to take that very seriously.
2: So it'd be like a cat fight?
1: No, it wouldn't be a cat Wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you should go back. Maybe young Kevin should have a talk with you about being a gentleman.
2: <laughs> it sounds like you'd go back there, you'd give some advice to young Anya, that would come across as haughty and know it all. It's
1: not haughty. I'd be like, you turn into a full blown alcoholic, you dumbass.
2: Exactly, haughty, <laughs> condescending. Uh, young Anya would get furious. There'd be hair pulling. There'd be cat fights.
1: Wow. So would there be like a male cat fight with you and young Kevin? Or would you trade uh, some chin music?
2: See, I think Kevin hates himself. I think, actually, young Kevin and old Kevin would just go their separate ways.
1: Wait, Kevin hates himself? What? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I I don't
2: think young Kevin would want to hang out with old Kevin. I don't want to hang out with young Kevin.
1: You have the opportunity to meet your past slash future self, and you're just going to be like, "Eh, eh, let's see if the Cubs are on. I mean, what are are you? What? (laughs) You can't even sit down for a meal?
2: I think it'd be pretty awkward.
1: It would be awkward.
2: First of all, because but young Kevin...
1: wouldn't you want to trade Kevin... gossip? Like, oh, do I end up with X? No, that doesn't work out.
2: Young Ke- Old Kevin, or more recent Kevin, <laughs> knows all <laughs> of... Crusty, y-
1: <laughs> aged Kevin.
2: Knows all of young Kevin's most embarrassing secrets and proclivities. That'd be very awkward for young Kevin.
1: Especially if you yell them out in the middle of a diner. <laughs> Yeah, I don't
2: know. You saying you'd like to be a fly on that wall? I, I, I don't think if the two Kevin's means come back to the Algonquin Roundtable, where we trade quips. And I don't think it's going to be like a Hope Crosby film.
1: I didn't say I wanted that! <laughs> That's just something you obviously secretly want. So, like, okay, for me, like, the film, like, they get to this farm, right? Let's, let
2: well, one of the themes of the movie is the redemptive power of love to heal a person and, and that recognizing value in another person over hedonism is the way to grow. And so Bruce Willis, as he gets older, he meets a woman who treats, who teaches him about love and she improves his life. And his love for her is tested because she gets killed. And so the only way that Bruce Willis can save her is to willingly go back in time and commit some acts of violence uh, uh, in in the hopes that he would be able to kill the person who grows up to take the life of his wife.
1: Couldn't he also just show his wife's photo to his younger self and then get a commitment from him to not marry her, because then she's still alive.
2: In that case, though, he never gets to love her. Yes. but So that's that's his his arc in the movie, is he has to do some horrible things in order to save this great love of his life. And the younger self doesn't seem to recognize any great power or worth in love or caring for others. He's all about himself and his own pleasures.
1: Right. Uh, and then he learns his lesson, I guess. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> he comes around. He... So basically, Bruce Willis has to... Is, is In order to save his wife... Or again, he could just... he. It, it's an unselfish act to give her up. But that would save her. Yes. Right? But he... He takes the uh, the the more selfish route in this case.
2: So you could argue that his his uh although he says she saved him, maybe she hasn't saved him because he still is hung up on what's best for him at the cost of others.
1: Right. Uh, and so he decides. Well, you know what? I gotta kill a few kids because <laughs> <laughs> one of the kids is gonna grow up to be the uh, drug lord who killed you know has my wife killed, and so he starts going around killing. He kills one little boy. But basically he has the coordinates and stuff to like figure out when the baby was born at what hospital. So he's able to track down like three prospective kids and he uh, kills one. And basically Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes to hide out at, at a farm where another one of the kids lived and, he meets Emily Blunt there. Emily Blunt is the kid's mom. The kid is super creepy, so you know it's going to be that kid. <laughs> it's not It's not just some random kid. Uh, and he kind of gets to know her. They have sex. And he gets to know the kid as well. The kid is very troubled. Because the mom, when she was younger, he had him when she was young, Gave, her to, her, gave him to her sister to raise on this farm and then parted up in the city. But then the sister died and she came back and raised the kid. But the kid has never really forgiven her for that, for that abandonment.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
1: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting.
2: And what what else is special about this child?
1: The child, is, so in the future, some people start developing telekinesis. So Emily Blunt has, you know, some decent telekinesis, but the kid has a very extraordinary amount of telekinesis, which is how he ultimately comes in and kills all these different gang members so he can take over the gang. And so he, uh, he kills... Uh, he accidentally killed his aunt. It was a mistake. Uh, but he he's pretty powerful. He's unusually powerful. Most people can only, like, move around, like, a quarter or something. But he can move heavy objects and such. And uh, But he's very troubled. hes like, He's creepy, makes all these creepy statements. But he's clearly also very intelligent. So he's, you know, certainly primed to be a, a pretty bad guy when he grows up. But, you know. Maybe something will happen. <laughs> Change that.
2: <laughs> uh, we're told that uh, the secret origin of the kid basically is that he becomes evil because he sees his mother killed in front of him. Uh, and his mother says several points in the film that she's confident that she, if she's able to raise him to adulthood, he'll turn out to be just fine.
1: And so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you find out, is also kind of dealing with some stuff. His mom had been uh, addicted to drugs, and it basically sold him to a pickpocketing gang to sustain her drug lifestyle, and he ultimately inherits addiction himself, and he has a lot of resentment towards his mom, but then it kind of eventually comes to accept through the events of this film that, you know, it was just a bad situation, basically. Uh, but he has a lot of issues with sort of maternal abandonment, too. And so, like, that theme is explored a lot uh, of kind of, you know, lost boys, basically.
2: So you talked about how much you uh, really uh, appreciate the ending. Uh, the ending is a huge part of the movie for me. So why don't you hit yeah, us... Yeah, that, with-
1: that ending knocked it out of the park. Up, uh, 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 I'll say some things that I kind of generally felt were the weaknesses. A bit confusing, felt a bit bloated, felt like we would like rev up the car, speed a while, and then kind of really slow to a crawl. Uh, I had some issues with the pacing in other words. And, uh, you know, generally found the kid kind of creepy. I was like, yeah, get him out of here. But I think it all came together for me in the end because the ending, basically you have Bruce Willis is coming to the farm. He's trying to kill this kid Emily Blunt's trying to stop him, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also trying to stop him. And basically, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt sort of has a revelation that the only way to stop my future self is to basically commit a completely, in this case, selfless act, which is to kill himself, so that Bruce Willis can't get to the kid. And that if he does this, it'll actually prevent the kid from even becoming this evil gang lord who does all this horrible stuff. So he's a character who started off completely selfish, was even willing to sell out Paul Dano, his friend, just to keep some silver. But he goes into this and basically kills himself, destroys himself in order so that a kid can not be traumatized, so that Emily Blunt can live, and you know Bruce Willis's wife will presumably live, although they'll never know each other. So it's it's sort of it's tragic for him, but he kind of. It's like an act of love in the end. And in the, and, and this one scene where he talks about how he remembers his mom like kind of brushing his hair and stuff. So when Emily Blunt comes back to his body, she brushes his hair. And I'm like, oh, that's good. God damn it, Ryan Johnson. So I teared up at that point. I was like, well played, sir. Very sad ending. Very sad, but very moving and very well done. So I was like, dynamite ending didn't enjoy the entire ride there but like it's like you got to a nice cliff with a nice sunset and you're like yeah this is this is this why is nice. I, this is why I came here <laughs>
2: that's why I come to the pictures yeah
1: I was like that's that's good so I really there was some stuff I really liked about it some stuff I felt didn't do it as much for me but generally I thought and by the end I thought it tied up nicely so I th- I'd say I, I was net positive on it even if I had some qualms.
2: So one Anya up.
1: But honestly, for a lot, it was a rough ride there. For for me, I was like, what the hell? You know, like, and then it, by the end, I was like, all right, I got it. It looped back around. <laughs> what about you? So,
2: so the Anya from the future would tell, the Anya yeah, the Anya past. Bo- go ahead and watch this movie. It's worth it.
1: The Anya from, <laughs> yeah, the Anya from the, before, from, I'm sorry, after watching this, would come back and tell the Anya from the past that you should watch it. The Anya from the middle of the movie might say, What the hell? Get out of here.
2: I think if you had the ability to time travel, you'd be doing it a lot.
1: Yeah, I'd be constantly, because I lose shit constantly. So I'd be like, Your phone is in the couch. Your phone is in the couch. Like, there'd be constantly Anya's bursting into the house being like, Your phone is in the couch. Your phone is downstairs. You left your phone in the bathroom.
2: Don't go to this restaurant.
1: Don't go to this restaurant.
2: Don't watch Ring of Fear.
1: (laughs) Don't start a podcast called Mystery to Me. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, I'm curious, this is your second watch, I imagine. So did you get anything different from it this time or that you didn't pick up on last time or like any differences in experience? Any, if, if the two Kevins from the two time periods where you watched it first and when you watched it last, if they got together, what would they talk about in a diner? Uh,
2: The main thing I I remembered about this movie was the ending being incredible and tying everything up and uh, representing the culmination of the uh, emotional journey and maturation of uh, young Bruce Willis. I thought the ending was incredible, and for me it made the whole movie. And I still have that reaction.
1: So it's a movie that's kind of defined by its ending. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if they hadn't stuck the landing, I think he'd be like, yikes. What was that? But they do stick the landing, so it kind of it makes up for some things. Bruce Willis's wife doesn't even get a name? Did, do, we, do we know her name? I know Emily Blunt's name was Sarah.
2: Uh, do you want to slide down the IMDB poll?
1: Yeah. Summer, it looks like. Anything else to chat about with this film? I, I did one, I, one thing. I, I do enjoy time travel films, and I enjoyed this this take on it, where time travel is basically something done by people breaking the law. That, that feels, that, I feel that. I feel like time traveling shouldn't, you know, like if it was really invented, good God, you know what I mean? The chaos.
2: So what did you f- feel about this movie's treatment of time travel and different ring re- realities? I feel like it- they
1: kind of hand waved a lot, but I think that was to the movie's credit.
2: <laughs> what? Uh... It felt
1: like, it felt like nice and tight, you know, like even like, I think the implications would probably be much more sprawling than it intended, but there's no reason to go. It's just a story. and like, like We don't have to go into all of that. That's my take.
2: So in fiction, uh, there seems to be, generally speaking, two different time travel theories. Yeah. There's one where there's only one reality. And if uh, I go back in time and stick myself with a needle, I'll have the wound now. And there's another version where there's there's a multiverse. And if I go back in time and stick myself with needle, all I've done is I've created a, a multiverse where I get stuck with a needle, but I still live in the, in the universe where I didn't. Right. Which, which of those theories do you prefer?
1: Uh, I prefer there to be consequences to the storytelling. So I prefer the first. Because... The other one can lead to some interesting creative possibilities, but tends to just be used to kind of be like, nothing matters, you know. Like, like let let's have it that let's have it really impact the characters. Let's no holds barred.
2: So, what what advice would you give young Anya? i already said it okay so uh where what would you like to travel to time to do if if not to yell at yourself see
1: the sights oh i wouldn't want to travel in my lifetime i'd be going back to the the fucking 1600s you know me
2: so you don't believe in like the quantum leap uh, no i want to go time traveling wherever the
1: fuck i want and that's 1600s maybe roman times that could be fun uh, could do uh, the Civil wouldn't War. You, wouldn't
2: you worry that if you go back to the 1600s and you, like, kill a butterfly, you're going to come back and there's dinosaurs are going to be roaming you, the earth? Couldn't
1: you say that for it going to – okay, my theory of time travel is don't do it, folks. It's a bad idea. But if I could do it and I could be just, like, an observer, not – maybe I don't go out. Maybe I just, you know, kind of I'm able to kind of – Have a
2: joyless <laughs> – Yeah, you. What would you be
1: doing? You would you be calling attention to yourself, making it all about you? (laughs) Dressed in your little like party city outfit to try to disguise yourself as an ancient party
2: city outfit,
1: (laughs) ancient Roman or something—just something you got on Amazon. It would be an outrage. It would cause an incident.
2: Would you like travel back in time and like try to kill infant Hitler?
1: No. Oh God, let's not get into that. (laughs) Jesus Christ just bleak <laughs> yeah this I would I would not I think time travel is really fun in fiction but I think in real life it would be awful in the nightmare and it just 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 let, let's let's not let's not ever go there as a society <laughs> that's my take
2: that's your fractured take on the whole affair
1: also it does it's just one of those things that like it seems like it, it just that's not how I'm no scientist, but I don't think we're going to get Wait there. a minute. I don't think we're going <laughs> to get You're not there. a scientist. <laughs> I know I know. You were you
2: always walking around with a lab coat, you're carrying smoking beakers.
1: That's just to keep the marriage interesting.
2: <laughs> One thing, if there's time travel, we also do a true crime podcast. There'd no longer be any unsolved cases.
1: Yeah, you could just Yeah. It I guess we it'd pr- you could
2: go back in time and witness any crime you wanted and know exactly who the perpetrators were.
1: Yeah. And wouldn't wouldn't there be like a lot of surveillance?
2: <laughs> yeah, there's an Isaac Asimov story like that. Yeah. Basically, when there's time travel, you lose all privacy.
1: It, it's, it, it, there'd be some benefits, but also. What would be the benefits? I mean, if you could solve, uns- you know, stop people or murderers that would be great but you know like loss of entire you know all privacy doesn't sound so great so i think we should just just nick that one folks (laughs) get it out of here throw the tardis out
2: you're just laying down the law bill
1: and ted's uh phone booth (laughs) just we don't
2: need it so you want to get rid of even time travel fiction no, I know. I, I, you just I'm, said no more Doctor Who. No,
1: I'm just saying we shouldn't have that in real life. I, I love time travel fiction because I love history. You know, like, I, I'm the person who watches Doctor Who, and I'm like, don't go to the fucking random planet with, you know, whatever. Like, go back in time. That's cool. That's hip. <laughs> and then they do all this stuff. Oh, we went back in time, and oh, there were aliens. Okay. Can't we do some history stuff? <laughs> the space people get enough of it. Whatever. I don't watch watch Doctor Who anymore.
2: See, So, yeah, I think I understand why. So, (laughs) like, season one Doctor Who, where it's all just dry history. That was your jam. that's my shit. You stopped watching Doctor Who after season one. Let's go have fun
1: in history. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they're like, hey, we have a bunch of BBC sets from, like, ancient Rome. Let's just do this dumb shit. Love that. You're like
2: Mino Pellucci. What? Wasn't he the kid star of TV's Voyagers? Oh, my
1: God. I don't... What is that?
2: So Voyagers... Oh, God. Was this... Uh,
1: You're getting your rant voice.
2: Voyagers was uh, this time travel show where this guy has a history book, and he's supposed to be sent back to different points in history to make sure things happen correctly.
1: Why is he given this task? Eh.
2: So he, along the way, he happens to lose the history book. Yeah, that would be me. But he meets up with this this kid who seems to know a pretty good deal about history. And the kid's in kind of an unhappy circumstance at home, so he says, I'll just go with you. And they travel through time and have little history adventures. That and course, sounds
1: adorable.
2: And, of course, the tragic thing is the uh, the show only lasted one season, and even more of a tragic thing was that uh, the, the male lead of the show later died uh, in an accident when he shot himself in the head uh, trying to play Russian roulette. With a prop gun, he didn't think that would kill him, but it, it That it, it is
1: really... horrible! Holy shit, that's tragic.
2: John you, Eric Huxlam,
1: you really brought down the whole
2: <laughs> show. The Voyagers.
1: Just, it sounds delightful, but good God, Kevin! <laughs> Jesus, how do we how do we move on from that? That's At a pretty voyage. fun show. What was your? Where did they? Did they go anywhere really interesting that you were like, hell yeah, that's the that's the peak.
2: I'll look the episode guide. Uh, these guys—they went to Rome. They went to the Spanish American uh, War. There was some Salem witchcraft stuff. They meet Harry Houdini. Uh, meet Lawrence of Arabia, Cleopatra. They meet Dickens. You wish
1: that was your life.
2: <laughs> they get captured by the Confederate Army during uh, the Civil War. They meet Lewis and Clark.
1: They did it all.
2: Uh, they meet Robin Hood.
1: <laughs> Lost the plot there I'm not saying bit.
2: every episode was, <laughs> was great. I'm not even sure any of the episodes were great, but I enjoyed it at the time. I was very sad when it was canceled Aww. after just one year.
1: Poor Kevin.
2: Oh, so they go to Pearl Harbor on December 6,
1: 1941. Oh, geez.
2: That's... <laughs> my birthday. Only I, only I, my pre-birthday. <laughs>
1: You're very old. Okay. <laughs> That's why we're talking about crusty old Kevin meaning young Kevin.
2: I, I think we've talked this movie to death. <laughs> I think
1: we really have. So so are we are we closing the loop?
2: Yes. I'm looking up loop idioms. I always like to try to figure out what you might say.
1: I'd say that I didn't have the best time with the middle section of this film, but the beautiful ending threw me for a loop.
2: Thanks for listening this week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kevin T. Greenley. who's was no relation to me. He's the guy that composed the great music for this podcast, and you can find him on the web at kevintg.com.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at mystery to me that's mystery underscore two underscore me underscore and at mystery to me podcast on facebook and instagram
2: and you can always send us recommendations and feedback of any kind at mystery to me podcast at gmail.com
1: we're not teens setting up hotmail accounts in the early 2000s so all of those spell out two as
0: t-o thanks, thanks so much, much for listening, listening.